Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. Hello and welcome, lovely people, to a Friday with Derek the Kid. I'm your host, Noah Strackbine, joined every Friday with Derek Bell. Derek, what's going on? How are you? What's going on? Winning streak, baby. Winning streak, three, three in a row, which is actually huge. Fourteen. We were just talking before we jumped on here. Derek is on his way to Pittsburgh on Monday. Thought that the plans were already made. This was going to be a good time. And then he's like, yeah, I still got to buy tickets because yeah. you thought that they were going to be pretty bad. Yeah, tickets tickets going up now. Tickets are up. They're the fifth. I believe it's the fifth on uh, Sports Illustrated tickets, SI ticks, um, highest selling ticket right now. I don't, I mean, I get it. It's Monday night. The Steelers are on a winning streak. I get that. Justin Fields, I guess, is coming to town. Am I like missing something here? Cause I don't know, like, not to, not to ruin your time here in Pittsburgh, but I don't yeah. know if this would be the game I'm going to. Yeah. As a Steelers I, it, fan. Just, it worked out for me in my work schedule, to be honest, but I'm excited about seeing Fields. I, I liked watching Fields quite a bit in college. Um, and I'm just excited. I love primetime at Heinz Field. I know you and I talked a little bit about the primetime games being a little bit much in recent years. You know, when you're on five times a year in primetime, it does lose a little bit of its luster. But I still enjoy, like, being under the lights. I think it's a really cool atmosphere. Um, it should be a really good game. I think it's going to be going to be fun. It's going to be a great time. 19 in a row for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night. Plus, it's the color rush. So, Oh, yeah. It's inevitably a win. That's pretty much how that works. Yeah. Uh, this, the Bears are dealing with injuries. The Pittsburgh Steelers are also dealing with a surprise injury to quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, who had his third injury pop up on the injury report on Friday. I guess that's not the official one. They'll practice again tomorrow on Saturday. A right shoulder injury to now go along with his pick, his peck, excuse me, and his hip. I, I would say it's very alarming. I, I know it's Ben Roethlisberger. He plays best when he's just dragging himself off the field by the end of the game. It's still your throwing shoulder, and it's still two days before the game. Definitely at least a little alarming at this point. Yeah, just like you said, alarming, at least in the event that, you know, they're kind of starting to stack up a little bit. You know, dealing with three injuries and we're halfway through the season is a little bit um, less than ideal. We'll just call it that. But um, it'd be interesting to see how it affects him. I, I think – with him being limited today and nothing showing up until today, um, it makes me think that maybe this was just something pretty minor. Uh, but we'll have to see, like, you know, if he comes out on Friday and starts to kind of sell some passes or something like that where he just looks uncomfortable, um, then it's definitely something to monitor. Here's the question. If Mason Rudolph has to play, can the 19-game Monday night winning streak continue, or is that just this is it, this is a Mason Rudolph game? I don't know, man. That That's tough. Uh <laughs> I think that I, I'm, we'll talk more about the defense kind of later, I'm sure. But um, I think Mason could do what we expect him to do, which is not lose them the game. I was going to say, oh, is that your expectation for Mason Rudolph? That, is that he will not lose the game? That's that's my main – I mean, that's just mainly my perspective on backup quarterbacks, like in general. If if, if you got to bring a backup in, like don't lose us the game. Just don't turn the ball over, <laughs> you know, move the football. Um, don't lose it for us. But I do I think that he can go out there and, like, you know, put up 30 on this Bears defense, I don't. But I don't know the way I, don't, I was going to say, I don't. the Steelers haven't won a game by putting up 30 this season. Right. They're on a three-game winning streak, so that could be said for either side of that argument. I don't know if I don't know if many Steelers fans would agree with you that 
Mason Rudolph's standard is just don't lose. Oh, the they game. don't. They don't. I, I feel like it's a little lower than that. It's just like, please don't throw four interceptions. Actually, <laughs> please do throw four interceptions so that you could just leave. I don't know if that's yeah. – I feel like that's always the argument is Steelers fans are looking at this like – and, you know, I'm not going to disagree with them. Mason Rudolph it has to go. He cannot be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if the situation arises like this one where you're looking at it and going, Ben might have an injury to his throwing shoulder – Again, we're probably way over-exaggerating if he doesn't play. But you have to look at Mason and go, I want you to win. But at the same time, you want to go, I really hope that you just throw yourself right out of Pittsburgh here. Yeah. I think Mason's just a fine backup quarterback. I don't I obviously don't see him as like a long-term solution to their quarterback problems. But, you know, as far as like a spot starter or as a backup, that's fine. We could see him next year. But I think if we see him next year as a starter, he's either going to be like kind of the placeholder to a rookie or he'll be competing with the veteran that they bring in. Um, There's my, I, my opinion on the Mason next year, which I did not think this is where this conversation was going to go is I think he is the quarterback next year. Nobody wants to hear that. I don't know if I want to hear that or if the Steelers do, but I think he is the quarterback next season as a bridge quarterback. Then they, like you said, it's either a rookie or a vet. If they bring a veteran in, it's a big name veteran. They're going yeah. after somebody huge or Jameis Winston. That's been thrown yep. out there a little bit. James Winston in Pittsburgh. James Winston and Mike Tomlin, I think, would be a good time. When it does, James is awesome. Awesome. When I saw him dancing in the locker room after just tearing an ACL with the crutches, I was just like, I don't care if he's the weirdest dude ever or if it, those speeches where he's, like, staring at the dude in the eyes, and it's super weird. No, it all goes away when I saw him dancing with the crutches. I was like, this dude's legit. That's a legit thing. When it comes to the Steelers – and the Bears on Monday night on the North Shore. The Steelers, like we said, Ben, dealing with an injury. The Bears have a number of injuries, including running back Damian Williams, working with a knee injury. He was out, I believe, on Friday. Uh, Darnell Mooney is a new name to pop up. Wide receiver with a groin injury. The Steelers know lots and lots about that. Khalil Mack still dealing with injury. Alec Ogletree also dealing with an injury. And Kareem Jackson, none of the three practiced on Friday. Not a great sign for the Bears. When it comes to the injuries, can they overcome them? That's obviously a big question. But it breaks down into two sides. We're going to start with the offense. David Montgomery returns from IR. We don't know if he's actually going to play. Damian Williams dealing with a knee injury, like I just said. It's been... It's been uh, Khalil Herbert, the dude, the rookie, saving my fantasy team. What have you seen from him? And what 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 have you seen from him in terms of can he maintain a whole game by himself if Williams and Montgomery both aren't out there for Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, Herbert's been averaging close to 100 scrimmage yards a game since Montgomery went down. So um, Herbert was a guy that I didn't know if he was going to be able to be a workhorse in the league. But I thought coming out of the draft, he was kind of one of those – Guys that could be like a RB one, like in a committee, like a lead, a lead back, even if he's not a like a Najee Harris type workhorse. But he's very much outplayed his draft stock. I mean, I couldn't believe that he fell to the sixth round. Um, but Herbert's been fantastic, I think. Um, so regardless if we see Montgomery this week or not, or if they want to give him a little bit more practice time before he returns, I think the Bears have a bye coming up too, so they may elect to just be more careful with Montgomery um, down for the stretch. But you know, with Chicago being three and five. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be some sort, some sense of urgency there. Um, Mooney is the other addition today with the groin. I mean, groinish, groin injuries. We know how tricky those could be. We've we've had a dozen players with those this year. Um, yeah, for a receiver, literally. that's 
for a receiver, especially somebody that's like doing a lot of cutting and stuff like that, that's really, you know, a little bit problematic. So that's kind of Mooney's game too. He's one of those like route running type um, guys. So be interested to see if he can go. Outside of Mooney, who do you see at wide receiver? It's obviously Allen Robinson, but like we've talked about before, he hasn't really played well this season. Yeah, they've, they've been – it's been really weird um, to see Allen Robinson struggle a little bit. I mean, he's not really getting open at the level that he used to uh, – that we're accustomed to. His fit with Fields, like they just haven't had like that great of chemistry. Fields has really struggled to get on the same page with pretty much anybody. Um, honestly, Jesse James, former Steeler. But I was just about guys, to say, what about Jesse you know, James? One of the guys that he's actually looked uh, pretty solid with in preseason and in the uh, regular season, but – Mooney kind of seems like he's kind of taken that wide receiver one role a little bit from Robinson. Um, but this is a team that's not really leaning a ton on the pass either. They, they want to run the football just because they have a rookie quarterback with a bad offensive line. So um, they're trying to take some pressure off of him. But I mean, they have some other guys. They have, you know, Jakeem Grant, um, some other guys that can like step in and fill in um, if like Mooney's not able to go. But they also have Rashard Perriman. Marquis good one. So they have some guys that can like really get down the field. A lot of speed, but lots uh, of speed. Unfortunately, that's where the Steelers a little bit struggle. James Pierre, as we've seen, has given up a bunch of uh, deep passes this season, but he has get, gotten better. I would say that and keep yeah. the top on. Um, you had a pretty good prediction when it came to the defense before we started here. Pick City for the steel for the steel curtain. I, I almost said the Steelers, and then I was like, I gotta go steel curtain on this one. Pick yeah. City in week nine. Is that just what you see in Justin Fields? Three touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's been sacked 26 times in like three games. It's getting bad. Yeah, I think I think Fields has shown like some flashes. Like you saw, um you've seen some flashes. Like last week, I thought that was maybe his best, like most complete game. You saw that unreal highlight touchdown run that he had where he rolled to his right back to his left and then scored a touchdown um so you see like flashes of his playmaking ability but just the decision making hasn't been great at times um he has had some unlucky kind of interceptions too in my opinion but um just the processing i think fields is a tick slow right now in terms of like going through his progressions and the bears offensive line is atrocious i mean 26 sacks already on fields, and he didn't even start the first two games. You're on pace for over 50 sacks given up. They've had major problems at right tackle with Tevin Jenkins not being able to be available to him. Um, so some of that is, you know, him creating pressure for himself. I think a lot of it, man, is just for the most part, it's been offensive line issues just across the board. Um, they've got a very aging Jason Peters, who's probably been like their best offensive lineman, but he's like still nowhere. I mean, he's not the player that he was, you know, five, six years ago. So um really they just rely really heavily on that running game and if they can't get that going that's gonna be problematic for Justin. that that was my thing with the Steelers defense I think that we could see if I want to make like a bold prediction like we could see them kind of break out in terms of forcing multiple turnovers this week they haven't done that um all season or week 17 or the wild card game they've only forced like one or less in every game since then um I think the Steelers could easily turn fields over like three, four times, um, just if the pass rush is really clicking, it could force him into some bad decisions. So that's kind of my my thought process. Three picks, four picks. Is, is this a Minka week? Is that, it, I, would, it, I guess that would be, be the biggest question. It might be the the week that Minka gets one. I do, I do agree. But even then, like, you know, Fields has had some um, 
like teams have been able to like get some strip sacks on him too. Like Tampa, true. I think Tampa two weeks ago turned him over like five times. And honestly, I think there was one more that they either recovered a fumble or like a dropped interception, if I remember correctly. So um, I think there's going to be opportunities there. It's just up to, you know, the Steelers defense to kind of capitalize. I think the pass rush will be able to get home and they'll be able to maybe get one there. Uh, but Minka, you know, it could be a good week for him to get one. He's just got to catch it. I mean, he's, he's dropped a couple picks already. Yeah, he's, true. I know he yeah, wants that bad, and I think I think he might get it this week. It's not – yeah, the Minka thing is you could you could pull that a million different ways, and I know they're focusing on the Bears, but real quick, I think a lot of people, and myself included at the beginning of the season, were like, Minka's doing way too much. Minka's overthinking, blah, blah, blah. I think that's mm-hmm. just – you know, sometimes you just don't catch the football. Sometimes you are a safety whose job is not to catch the football, and sometimes you just don't catch the football. It's not like he's playing bad defense. It's not like he hasn't turned it around from letting things over the top. Minka has played well, and I think that you could be onto something. Three, four picks. Minka one to the house would be beautiful. Before we go ahead. I think one more thing. I think for, like, Minka, like you've noticed the past couple weeks, like he's been more in that traditional free safety role. Yes. They've stopped moving him around as much, and I think – maybe we just got ahead of ourselves in terms of like putting too much on his plate, like him being a little more stationary and back to the role that he was an all pro at the last two years has been, I think, beneficial for him. So um, other than the missed tackles, um, I think kind of things are trending upward, but I thought the Cleveland game was like his best game of the season in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think the missed tackles are necessarily a big issue either because it's Minka Fitzpatrick and it's not like, you know, there's differences in breaking tackles it's our missed tackles. There's a Devin Bush missed tackle where there's nobody around him and he should make that tackle. Or there's a Minka Fitz, Fitzpatrick missed tackle where he is flying down from the safety position going 110 miles an hour. Seems to miss the guy, but don't worry because there's two or three guys right. there already at the line of scrimmage. It's a totally different uh, instance, you know, and Minka I kind of feel like has that gap before you could start blaming him for stuff like that. Before he's earned, we, uh, he's earned it. He has earned it. And I think moving back to that free safety position naturally is exactly what he needs to do. And I think that is a, you know, kind of real back Minka. And I think at the same time, it's more, there was no faith in almost anybody on that defense or in that defensive backfield heading into the season outside of Joe Hayden and Cam Sutton. And now, you know, Trey Norwood is playing. Okay. Arthur Millette's playing pretty well. There's options, you know, for them to be like, okay, Minka doesn't have to do everything. Mm -hmm. And I think it is clearly working. Before we uh, jump over to the defensive side of the ball for the Bears, um, I just want to answer this question. I'm not totally sure if this is about Ben Roethlisberger or if it's not, but Big Ben is dealing with the shoulder injury or right shoulder injury. uh, Limited in practice on Friday. Not totally sure if it's a big deal or not a big deal yet. That will be something to monitor tomorrow. All we know right now is that it did pop up. There is a third injury for Ben Roethlisberger. He's now dealing with a peck, a hip, and a shoulder by the end of the season. The, the meme of Ben Roethlisberger all tied up, ice packs everywhere, that's nothing compared to what we're going to see. Big Ben walking off the field week 18, gimping in the wheelchair, doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Um, the Chicago Bears, every time he gets sacked, he gets hurt. <laughs> I don't know about that one because he gets sacked quite a bit. I feel like he might be a little bit more banged up than, than he is right now if that was if that one was true. The Bears defense, Khalil Mack, like we said, did not practice, not looking good to play on Sunday. Eddie Jackson, or Kareem Jackson, excuse me, is another one. Eddie Jackson, not Kareem Jackson. Yeah. Kareem Jackson's the guy who took out Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Um, Eddie Jackson also looking like he might not play on Monday night. And then Alec Ogletree adding himself to the injury report this week as well. How big of a gap is that for the Chicago Bears? Can they can they fill those roles? Yeah, I mean, Khalil Mack, he's been one of the best defenders for a really long time. He's kind of got that same type of impact that we're accustomed to seeing from T.J. Watt. So it draws a lot of attention um, on offense. You know, he's a guy that you don't want to leave single covered, even though we saw them leave Dan Moore on an island with Miles Garrett last week. So maybe we would expect that from now on. But uh, I told you, I told you all yeah. week long, I said, yo, it's going to happen. And everybody's uh, just like, oh, that's terrible. Got, I'm like, no, it is so terrible. They got so lucky that that did not lose in the game. But anyway, um, Eddie Jackson, he's another guy kind of like Minka. Eddie hasn't played as well or up to his potential, I feel like, um, lately. Um, mm-hmm. But he's a guy that has a reputation as a ball hawk. I think he had six picks, like his second year in the league. Um, coming out of Alabama, that was kind of his – prototype he was that ball hawk and free safety so those haven't really come to fruition recently but he's still one of those guys it's just a matter of time like if you hang a ball you know he could take it uh back for a touchdown so um not having him in there allows you maybe take a little bit more risk maybe down the field um alec ogletree he's kind of that middle linebacker um with rokon smith and their defense so that's a that's a big loss for them too um that being down three starters is not not ideal especially when they've got they've got relatively young corners on the outside and jalen johnson and kendall victor so um i've got some young pieces over there but man if they're if they're missing three debt three veteran guys that have done you know played at a high level for a long time that's gonna be you know problematic for them oh it's huge i, I think that not having that pass rush is the biggest weakness the bears yeah. could, the bears defense could have because like you just said, they have they have young corners and their corners are they're I mean, they're decent. Jalen Johnson is definitely developing well um, as a rookie, but they are young. And those are areas that you can easily take advantage of. The Steelers offense maybe not might not be built for that, but we've right. seen it a couple of times where Ben can take the top off of the field and still throw it deep. Deontay is, Deontay is very good at getting open. And I think those two uh, those two two move routes will be very effective without Eddie Johnson or Eddie Jackson, excuse me. Let me ask this. What part of the game benefits the most for the Steelers with this injury? Is this a Najee game, especially with Ogletree not being there in the middle? No Khalil Mack, or is this a Ben has all the time in the world type situation? I think, I mean, this Bears defense has shown the ability to, you know, still play good football. I don't think they've been as consistent, kind of like the Steelers defense. They've kind of been a little bit underwhelming, but I think, they're dealing with some of the same things, you know, the, the Bears offense has turned the ball over, you know, put them in less than ideal situations. So, um, you know, fit bad field position, things of that nature. So that that's been problematic for them. But I, I still think that the Steelers can have uh, have some success, especially if those injuries end up being like a Khalil Mack doesn't play because that changes like how much time you have in the pocket. Um, I do wonder a little bit about if Mack would be one of those guys that, Coach Nagy would be willing to play even without practice participation, you know, because yeah. we know superstars are a little bit different. Like, yeah. you know, if the superstar says he's ready to go on Monday and he ain't practiced all week, then you're going to play. If, if the doctors yeah. are you're playing him, uh, this isn't a rookie that we're talking about that needs like game prep. I mean, Khalil Mack's been doing this at a high level for a long time. So, yeah, I would agree with that one. I don't think that Mack is a guy that needs to be practicing, but he didn't play last week either. I'm, pretty sure that's when he got hurt or something i just i I remember everybody mentioning i don't think mac is going to play in week nine which isn't looking good 
you watched the film, you dug into this. What stands out about the, the Bears defense? What can you look at and say, yeah, the Steelers could easily take advantage of that in this one? Yeah, I mean, I think it really just comes down for to the Steelers for being able to kind of continue doing what they've been doing in recent weeks, you know, um, run the football. I mean, the Bears have had glimpses where they've, you know, struggled to stop the run. So if they can get Najee going and stay in some advantageous, you know, second and short, third and short situations, then I think they'll be able to move the football. I look at the Steelers receivers with Claypool and Deontay Johnson against the Bears' young corners. I think they could have some opportunities there. Um I like Jalen Johnson. He's played um, kind of above expectation, I feel like. But I think even with, you know, Kendall Victor's uh, uh, – or Vilder is a uh, fifth-round, second-year guy, relatively inexperienced. Um, so, I mean, they, they could take some chances down the field maybe this week if the pass protection holds up. And that a lot of that will depend on how Dan Moore does against whether it's Khalil Mack um, or, you know, Chooks for against Robert Quinn. Um, so it really just depends on how the tackles, you know, kind of fare against their matchups too. So that's kind of the perfect lead in here. You said that they could take top off. They might have a couple of deep passes. This could be the game. The offense clicks. Me and Donnie hammered, hammered the under yesterday. Basically said not a chance, not zero opportunity that these two teams combined for 40 points. Is that the over under 40? That's the over under 39 and a half. Zero chance, I said. Zero. And I'm going to stand by that. Do you feel differently? Give me the over. Oh. Well, we got to make it known. We got to make it known. Derek was the only – you were the only one right, last right, week right. who picked the this Browns. That, last week, in my defense, was the first time I have been wrong on the podcast. I did pick the Browns. I'm sorry. I don't know why I ever doubted Ben in Cleveland. Um, but I was really happy. That was that win. That win felt really good. Uh, y'all know Ben's. Oh yeah. Guy, so that that one felt really good, and I seeing him hyped up at the end of the game was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I do. I do like the over this week, and for the oh. point, the reason being, okay, because of okay. what I mentioned earlier about Fields, rookie quarterback, first primetime start. Steelers defense kind of molding into form a little bit. Like last week, I thought was one of their best performances really since the opener. Um, only gave up, you know, 10 points, pretty good performance. I look at fields, rookie quarterback, primetime, first start. Um, I think they're going to be able to get a couple turnovers that could result in some short fields. I don't think the Steelers offense is ever going to break out and have like a 35, 40 point game on their own. <laughs> but, they might need to, to, to crack the over. But, they might need to. but I think this, I think the bears will still be able to score a little bit of points, like maybe 10 to 17 points. I just think the Steelers are going to have some short fields. I think they're going to be able to turn the football over. Um, maybe they score on defense, something like that. But I, I, th- I think I like the Steelers to cover, and I like the over this week at Huntsville. So you want the Steelers? You're taking the Steelers six and a half favorites yep. and the over. You're and just the, saying it's a dog pile for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This one's done. Might as well already hand them a victory. Twenty-seven. <laughs> they can't score thirty, so twenty-seven to eleven. Yeah, I would say like 27, like 17, something like that. Like, I I just, I think that this, I think that the Steelers are going to be able to have some success against Fields just because they struggle protecting the passer. He has struggled at times to take care of the football. Like, I I love the matchups that the Steelers have. Like, they have no, their right tackle situation all year has been brutal. And, we have TJ Watt, <laughs> so True. I love our matchup there. And I just I think that just what I saw last week, especially from the Steelers on the ground, um, 
really doing a nice job neutralizing Nick Chubb. I thought the only time that Chubb was able to really get loose was in was personnel issues, not really anything um, that they did um, performance wise. I thought it was just personnel issues or not lined up correctly. Um, but overall, they did a really good job shutting down a Browns attack that's been phenomenal, like the best running team in the league. So I, I think they'll be able to kind of neutralize whether it's Herbert or Montgomery and kind of force Justin Fields in some, into some third and longs. I think that's where the turnovers come from. So, so, so you're saying that this is not this is not a Ben throwing 15 touchdowns game. This is a <laughs> nah. This is a TJ Watt defense takeover that leads to the over, which I, is the I worst think, way to hit an over for a better. I'm just gonna yeah, throw that out there. I, I think so. Um, I don't know if we'll see another like vintage Ben game, but I mean, if we did, I mean, prime time he's had some pretty. I mean, he's always been great in prime time, so maybe maybe this is one where he throws um, three or four touchdowns. But I, I don't know that I see like a full on just onslaught of points. I just I like the over by a little bit. So um, like it would over, be nice. Man. It would be nice though because I. The um, I've been in attendance for a couple of bins, like really big games on primetime. So maybe I'll get lucky again. Yeah. What's the rundown here? Give me like, what's your like, what ones have you been to? What one's like your top three? Uh, so I was there in 2014 when he threw six touchdowns against Baltimore. Um, I was there in 2016, like week four against the Chiefs. He threw like 404 touchdowns or something like that. Um the following year, we played Baltimore. It was like early December, first week of December, I think. And that's when he threw yep. something like 506. And they had that 11 point comeback with like four minutes left to beat, beat them primetime. So, yeah, I've seen that some was a stretch. Good, yeah, I've seen some pretty good, uh, some Ben performances in primetime. So maybe I'll be a good luck charm or something like that this week. And if this is like, because like you just said, there's not really like, we're not going to get five or six vintage Ben games left. We might get one. If it yeah. ends up being this one off a bum shoulder that happened on Friday, just because you're in attendance. Yeah, everybody, everybody's got to give me season tickets. That's what I'm saying. Like there needs to be repercussions to this positive repercussions, obviously, yeah. but there needs to be something that happens. Somehow we got to get Derek to every single Steelers game. All right. So what was your score? You said 27, 17 Steelers yeah. Co- cover the spread, cover the over. That just doesn't sound good to me. I uh, I went with, with the under. I would never in my life be able to just put money down and be like, this is going to be the defense that scores 40 points. This is how this is going to happen. That just doesn't – that doesn't sound good I, to me. If, I, if, if anyone – I know that my prediction may be a little bold that they that they do turn them over like three or four times. But I will say – you never know. If you're a listener to the YouTube channel and you were tuned in last week, there was one person on this podcast – that said that there was going to be a late turnover late in the game. Yeah, that okay. was going to be the only turnover <laughs> that was going to flip the game and look at Joe Sherbert making me look like a genius just because. Yeah. And I only said that was because like Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh both taking pretty good care of the football this year overall. So it just felt like one of those games where it was going to be like really, really freaking ugly, which it was. Um, and then the one turnover ended up being the difference. So. Very true. I uh, I didn't have an, uh, my notebook with me last week, so I just wrote them on here. But I also want to remind everybody who looks at the YouTube channel to know who uh, who Derek picked right there. If you can't see that one, that says the Browns. That says the Brownies right there, just so that everybody's also aware. So, yeah, you got the turnover right. Maybe not this one. Let's hope that you're right on both of them for for everything this week. I'll, I'll lose an under to uh, to make sure that the Steelers 
still win that one. That's a, that's a good one. Thank you, everybody, for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk Friday with Derek the Kid. Um, it's a Monday game. We got a whole weekend to go enjoy football. I think Pitt's playing tomorrow. If you're a true Pittsburgher and you're just watching everything Pittsburgh, the Pens, I believe, play. One more, yeah. one more big matchup for you guys that like to follow. I, I know you all see. If y'all follow me on Twitter, y'all probably see a lot of my draft stuff, but um, and college football stuff in general. But be sure to check out Ole Miss Liberty Saturday. I think it's oh, like there's your QDs right there. Yeah, so two of the two of the best quarterback prospects in the NFL draft class, uh, Malik Willis for Liberty and Matt Corral from Ole Miss. That's going to be a really, really good game. I'm sure the Steelers are going to have quite a few scouts or at least one scout there, like most teams will be. So a lot of eyes will be on that matchup. I'm really excited about seeing that one for sure. That is definitely going and one that could be very important to the history or to the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So make sure everybody checks that one out. Enjoy your football Sunday with no pressure, no stress from the Steelers. Um, tune in yesterday's actually it should be up on YouTube at this point to the mine and Donnie same day four leg parlay we hit last week and we're going to hit again this week. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and follow at Nostrack and at Steelers underscore DB on Twitter. And we will see you on Monday.